Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal. We are on WISN Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison, and we're here to take your calls and talk about your retirement. We've got a brand new guest in studio, but first we say good morning, Jeff Kowal. Boy, Paul, he's hardly a guest. He's one of us. He's always well. (laughs) He's one of you. Yeah, so he's not really a guest. We welcome advisor John White from the Kowal Investment Group to the program. Good morning, John. Good morning on this snowy morning. It is. You know, and it's moved out just in time for Thanksgiving. Just a little coat of white to give us that nice feel here. And John does, uh, among many advisors, Jeff, the market updates Monday through Friday. You may have heard his voice recently as well as you, your son, Aaron, um, and that's on both stations, WIBA as well. That's right, WISM, Milwaukee, WIBA, and Madison. Uh, in Milwaukee, we do the 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock business reports right after the news. And then at 3 o'clock and right in the middle of the Mark Belling late afternoon show, the 5 o'clock business report, whenever that might happen. Yeah, usually well after 5. <laughs> well, well after 5 o'clock, yes. And then um, uh, in Madison, we're on at uh, 455 uh uh, and Vicki McKenna's show just before the news of 4.55. We try to give you one minute. What's going on in the market that particular day? What's driving your retirement account, your investment accounts up or down that particular day, whether it's uh, midterm elections, uh, government reports, com- company earnings reports, whatever it happens to be. Try to keep you up to date. We wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ all in one minute. Again, 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block on WISN, and 4.55 on WIBA in Madison. Yeah, we had a lot to talk about today your features every week jeff are the sexy segment and the boss minute for business owners for your savings and security we also take your phone calls your retirement questions right now let's open these lines up jeff and get some questions i know you've got stories and topics and john is in studio to talk about retirement as well 799-1130 we'll get you right through to the program call 799-1130 or 800-838-WISN just a a little bit of background, thekowalway.com is your website, Jeff, and you're now in four locations. You mentioned Madison Radio Station. You're out in Middleton. That's right. Uh, World Headquarters in Waukesha. That's right. Phoenix, Arizona. Port Washington, Wisconsin. Talk about scattered all over. And soon to be in Racine also. That's right. Uh, so it's a pretty exciting time. Co-op Investment Group is growing. That's why we've got uh, nice young guys like uh, like John White here. But it's nice because when our clients see us, they see a team in place. Uh, they see you know a couple of us gray hairs, but also the next generation in place with people with uh, smart with credentials that uh, could take over uh, and it's or it can work as a team and I, I think that's important for our clients if you have seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or more in retirement assets close to already in retirement that's kind of a sweet spot of what we do we care deeply about your success in retirement um, a way to get a hold of us is to call us or to go on the website the com. k-o-w-a-l the com. yeah gray hair equals experience yeah smarts too sometimes <laughs> 
Sometimes. Sometimes. No, sometimes. Not always. You know, uh, I mentioned we got a lot to talk about. What what kind of calls do we take? When I said retirement questions, boy, it can be end of the year tax planning right now. We're in that window, Jeff, where you're starting to think about taxes. And we certainly take 401k questions every week. Rollovers, the Roth, Social Security plays into it. Estate planning. So any question that you have, maybe it's life insurance. Maybe it's a, an annuity question. If you've got a question about you and your retirement plan, your savings. Basically, it's your nest egg for the rest of your life. That's right. And what we talk about a lot of times is that you could screw up and live a long time. There are a lot of people plan for to live to life expectancy, but now we're seeing people blow through life expectancy, and that's a good thing. With advances in medical technology and more aware of taking care of yourself physically and mentally, that uh, that people are blowing through life expectancy. So you have to plan not only for the time right after retirement, but to plan for the possibility that you could live a long time. You want your assets to last as long as you do. I know you got some stuff to get to, but again, phone lines are open. We love taking questions about retirement, and it's good advice from the experts from the Kowal Investment Group here on WISN and WIBA. Also, just by way of background, besides being president, Jeff is an investment advisory rep, a chartered financial consultant, a chartered life underwriter, and accredited estate planner. What have I missed? You've been That's doing this a long it. time, Jeff. That's about it. Well, a lot of experience, a lot of great clients over, over all the years. But we're not uh, slowing down anytime soon, like like mentioned with the uh, expansion to, into Racine. And, uh, again, great ideas. And, we, you know, we and I have talked about this in the past, how, you know, 17 years ago we started this radio show. And how could... How could you have a show lasting that long? Well, we last that long because things are changing constantly. And we try to keep up to date with our communication with our uh, 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 radio station, communication with our clients. Make sure we communicate all the changes in Social Security, taxes, uh, retirement planning, retirement benefits, all those types of things. Yeah, you mentioned midterms. You know, it's not just politics that affect the market and what drives your decisions. However, those politicians... Do vote on bills that become law, and that does change. Tax laws change every year. Every year there seems to be changes in the rules and laws. Well, fortunately so far, uh, the the little gains that one party made aren't going to screw up a lot of the good progress we've made. Uh, President uh, Trump's uh, uh, corporate tax cuts were made permanent. Uh, he wanted to try for a middle-class tax cut next year. The uh, tax cuts the, on the individual basis were temporary. They're set to expire in 2025. So there's a planning opportunity there mm-hmm. between now and 2025, knowing that tax rates are going to be lower. So, yeah, midterms play a, lo- a large part in it. You know, you're hoping that they're going to come together on some things with regard to infrastructure and um yeah, it would be nice to see some things get done. Yeah. You know, and that's a political game. That's what Washington has become. And yeah. right here in our the same thing in Wisconsin, what's going on in Madison. So it certainly plays into the changes, Jeff. That's part of how would I know if a tax law changed? I've watched the news 24 7. Right. Now we had somebody come in today and uh, this morning already that, that I met for coffee, and, and we were talking about it that. Um, uh, you know they know what they're doing in his in his business. His wife is getting her master's in in her business. They are fully concentrated on on their careers, on their kids. They don't have time to pay attention for this. This is what right. we do day in and day out. Um, so it's, it's a relief for a lot of people to know that they can go to somebody who who it's it's not new. We were we used to working with large amounts of money, and we're used to helping people plan for their successful retirement. What's your first topic to dive into today? Let's see how much time we have before the break, Paul. I'm going to do this one because this one I thought we talk about all the time. And this is, I think, the best article I've seen. It's it's from the USA Today, but it's uh, delaying Social Security. 
payoff takes some time. And this is what we talk about all the time, that that you can um, delay taking Social Security, but at what cost? Uh, you, can, you can claim Social Security benefits at age 62, but should you? Uh, many people, including experts from Stanford, argue for delaying as long as possible because benefits go up the longer you wait. There are plenty of reasons to do it. But while waiting entitles you to earn delayed retirement credits, it also means you miss out on years of money you've re- uh, of money you could have received. Uh, you need a higher monthly income uh, to, for many years to reach a break-even point. So what the article is saying is that there's a cost that comes to it. If you if you delay it, how long do you have to wait before you break even? And this is just the best chart. Um, uh, again, Christy Bieber wrote this article from The Motley Fool. It says, how long does it take for delaying Social Security benefits to pay off? Social Security Administration uses a formula to calculate. I'm not going to go into all the details, Paul, because and John, because it gets... Uh, in the weeds a little bit, but if you, it, in, the gist of it is, if you receive a thousand fifty monthly at age sixty-two, your annual income would be twelve thousand six hundred. If you claim at sixty-two instead of waiting to sixty-seven, you would have received sixty-three thousand dollars over five years. Now, if you wait, if you wait till sixty-seven, instead of getting a thousand fifty a month, you get fifteen hundred a month. So the question is, how long do you have to live and get fifteen hundred dollars a month? Which is about four hundred fifty dollars a month more. That's a lot. Well, that's four hundred fifty dollars a month more, but you missed out on sixty three thousand for five years. So how long? At you got to do the math. And so that's exactly it. Sixty three thousand divided by fifty four hundred a year means that your break even is about twelve years, about seven, almost seventy nine years old. And then if you look at earnings to go with that, that that takes you to eighty one or eighty three. I've got a client of mine who's a physician, and he says. He he puts it a little less eloquently than I will, but he says I work with a lot of eighty-three year olds, and they really don't care whether they're breaking even on Social Security at mm. age eighty-three. They would have rather had the money early, and I I tend to agree with that. Really? Yeah, you can. Now it all depends on life expectancies and things like that, your health, but I like the idea of considering taking it early. I think it makes a lot of sense to grab it as soon as you can. And the first year, again, is 62. 62, okay. Now, widows can grab it at age 60, uh, many circumstances. But um, 62 would be the earliest. And I like the idea, especially if you would be taking money out of your retirement plans anyway. So now you'll be dra- you can you can transfer retirement plan and other assets, but you can't transfer Social Security to heirs. So I'd rather take Social Security earlier. And save money for heirs. Social Security planning goes into your retirement plan in a oh, big way, Jeff, yeah. right? You may say, well, that's not a lot to live on a month. No, but it's it's not meant to be your sole source of income. That's right. And that's that you know, that's twelve thousand dollars a year that you don't have to take out of retirement plans. So that might be, you know, two hundred thousand dollars of assets that are preserved or you know, like yeah, because that'd be about six percent. Assets that you don't have that, that you could preserve that you don't have to take income from. I think that makes a big difference. And so we put a pencil to it. So you know, we'll yeah. say what happens if you delay it? Because we've got the software to do it. Aren't there other factors like where's your four hundred one k balance? I mean, what's your what's if you've got an IRA? Where where are your other savings at? How how are we doing? Would that dictate when I start taking social security? Yes, 
also, very good point, Paul. If you have a pension or something else, maybe if you have pension income, you could delay Social Security. That makes sense. That's why I'm saying it's not for everybody to take it early, but you at least have to think about taking it early and consider that break-even point. And this, almost throughout, if you take it 63, 65, 67, all, almost all the way through, um, the break-even point is around 11 to 12, sometimes as much as 14 years. Wow. See, That's I, interesting. I think you got to grab it early. I, I, you know, why? You know, because you may not live to 14 years to break even. And then you would have really wished that you would That's take just it, it early. We don't know. Right? I mean, yes, we're living longer every year, Jeff, but nobody knows when that date is going to be right. that, that we do expire. So a quick commercial break. Is that the word that we use, expire? That's as good as is, is there a more eloquent <laughs> word? <laughs> John White joins us today. John is with the Kowal Investment Group. Of course, president is Jeff Kowal, and the Retirement Clinic is on every Saturday. WIBA Madison, WISN in Milwaukee. Now, after the break, we're going to talk to Aaron Kowal and hear from Aaron about uh, the boss minute. That's about and then, business. And then John's got a great topic he wants to cover. You're going to like this one, Paul. You're going to keep it a secret. Okay, keep me. it a secret, yeah. And later in the show, you've got the sexy segment about yep. wealth management and preservation. That's new and a, a different topic each week. Right. Also, in between topics here, we'd like to take some of your questions on WISN and WA. The number to call is 799-1130 or call toll-free at 800-838-9476. The Retirement Clinic will be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Defined benefit pension plans are a dinosaur of the retirement plan world. They were the go-to plan for employers for decades. That started changing in the 1980s when defined contribution plans like 401k plans started taking off. Defined benefit plans became far too complex and costly for employers to keep offering. Now, an extremely low percentage of workers are covered by these plans that used to be the norm. Many think these plans are dead. However, they absolutely are not and could be a godsend in the right situation. There are similarities between the defined pension plan and the 401k plan. They can still be invested in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and other instruments. In a 401k plan, the employer and employee determine how much they would like to contribute to the plan. In a defined benefit plan, a detailed analysis is done by an actuary, and the contribution is based on your age, income, and other variables, and they are not limited to the same cap as 401k plans. They absolutely are not right in every situation. Big companies with lots of employees will struggle mightily with a defined benefit plan. A company that could benefit from a defined benefit plan could be a closely held small business owner with one or a small number of owners, owners that are typically at least 45 years old, but can be great for younger ones as well, relatively fewer and younger employees, excess cash, and an owner who wants to make greater contributions. In an example of an employer who has a solo 401k, they can typically contribute about $50,000 to the 401k plan. However, someone who is nearly 45 may be able to contribute nearly $200,000, which could save about $100,000 in federal and state income tax. The contribution limits for these types of plans are huge. We have implemented these types of plans with clients and they absolutely work, and our clients have been thrilled to be able to save hundreds of thousands of dollars a year pre-tax. So the money will grow tax-deferred, and you'll get to save on taxes now and choose when and how much to draw from the account later on down the road in a potentially more tax-friendly environment. 
Give us a call now, and we will do a free review of your company's retirement plan to determine if a defined benefit pension plan is right in your situation. Uh, pension plan there. You heard it from Aaron Kowal yes. in today's uh, Boss Minute, Jeff. That's an important part to take a look at, especially when you're competing for employees. I think Aaron talked about that. You know, it's one thing to have health insurance. Everybody kind of expects that for an employer. Everybody expects a 401k. Now everybody expects a 401k match. That's all true. It's all good. But then if you've got key employees that you want to keep, can you add something else? And one of the things you can add is a defined benefit pension plan where you get regular monthly income, and that's the type of thing that can separate you from somebody else. So, yeah, if you if you want to review, give Aaron a call. Give her office a call. We'd be happy to talk with you about your retirement plan at work. As we mentioned before, we are introducing John White, a new advisor at uh, Coal Investment Group. How long have you been there, John? Uh, this is my third week. Welcome we aboard. Love, yeah, yeah. He's on the radio already. I love it. Yeah, and he's yeah. on the radio. But he's not new to business. So No, not not new to business. Been been in business, uh, financial advising for five years now. We have a lot to get to yet today, but you've got a segment you want to get into with John here, Jeff. Let's let's do this well, John, now. John's got something he wants to... A topic he wanted to bring up, and he said, "Should I do this one or this?" One? I said, "Paul will like this one." <laughs> oh boy! So yeah. Paul likes it; the audience will like it. Yeah. You know that's what's important. All right, John, the floor is yours. Okay, so um, you know, I was thinking about what to talk about today. It was either going to be something fun or something a little serious. So I'm going to go with fun because it's the weekend. <laughs> you picked the right one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I read this book. It's called "How to Retire Happy, Wild, and Free." Um, and the author's name is Ernie Zielinski, Z-E-L-I-N-S-K-I. It's a 2006 published book. And what I like about it is that he's a lot of retirement books focus on the money, you know, the investments, the, the rate of return, et cetera. This guy's talking about what are you going to do in retirement? How are you going to fill up every Saturday? Because every day is a Saturday when you retire, That's right? That's exactly right. Right? And so... The day comes, it's your last day at work, and now you're, as my father-in-law says, Bruce, every day is a Saturday. Um, which, which seems uh, when you're not retired to a guy like me, my gosh, I can't wait. I have been looking forward to this. And then you hear from people that are retired, oh boy, I you know, I find myself with nothing to do. Right. And we, we find very few people like that. That once you retire, you do your days fill up. Fill up, and they say, I don't know how I ever had time to work. I'm so busy in retirement. That's kind of what John is talking about. With A lot of our clients plan for stuff to do. Right, and it's a different book. You know, Some of the book has letters from people that are very happy they followed this guy's advice. Um, but I like to focus on, in this little segment, um, just some of the stuff that he recommends you do. So he's got take up watercolor classes. Um, some different ones. Be a connoisseur of inexpensive restaurants, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> um, Don't I, spend too much of your retirement money. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you could even blog about it. You know, have a little blog on the internet about yeah. all these in, these little um, holes in the wall that you don't really hear about too much. It's I amazing thought, how many retired people, uh, I, over 80, are into not just the internet in general, but social media. Right. My my dad's 80. He's on Facebook all the time. Yeah. He's sending me stories, you know. He's got the time. He enjoys it. Do and that, that allows me to do my little spiel here. We're on Facebook, by the way. Oh. We're on LinkedIn. And we're on Twitter. Our handle is at Kowal underscore invest. So there's my little plug-in right there. It also is something that Jeff and I forget every week to mention. Yeah. Your social media. <laughs> it shows that John is much younger than us. Yeah, he's in tune with that. And mm -hmm. a lot of our clients are, too, and their kids. Right. Yeah. What's um, the name of the book that you just mentioned? So it's How to Retire Happy, Wild, and Free. And uh, the front cover's hilarious. It's got, a, it's got a donkey riding a bike, and this guy's hitching a ride off the donkey and reading a newspaper. <laughs> That's a good way to go. And Paul, you talk about every, every day being a Saturday. 
you're generally working from early morning till I do. Till, uh, Saturdays early. are by far my busiest day of the week. Yeah, so it's, for you, it might, there might be a different term. For every, every day's day a be, Sunday. Yeah, there you go. I'll pick a different day of the week. So what about that, John? And what have you found with clients of yours, you know, as you talk about retirement? Like Jeff said, hey, I, I'm busier than I thought I would. Right, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just want to ensure that clients... You know, I, I'll, I'll never forget an appointment I had with a doctor. Um, this guy worked at a hospital. He worked long hours. He'd been in the profession 40 years. And him and his wife were in my office, and we're talking about retirement, and he wanted to retire at 57. And, and I basically told him, you can do this. And, and he said, wow, you know, this is great. You know, and the look on his wife's face, she just turned and looked at him and then looked to me, and she said, you're going to be home all day. <laughs> the realization, the fear. And he said, yeah. And she, she just, and, and he said, well, yeah. And it was like the first time it really actually, I could see it hit them both. It set in. Yeah. Right. What are, am I going to do? Does she want me home? Did she like her, her days to herself? Uh, that's a reality. Right. You know, they, um, I, I don't know. Uh, Jeff, you, you tell me. The, you're not going to be with your spouse 24 7 right. when you retire. You're each still going to do your own things. Yeah. And sometimes it may be a little bit of an adjustment period. You, you know, you're together for that long because you, in general, you love each other and you, you have a lot of things in common. You don't mind spending time with each other, but do you want to spend every minute of your time? Go off with, and do your thing. Yeah. If it's summer and you want to golf, go, go. And most of our clients figure it out that each one has their own routine and their own space. And there are times that you come together and it works out just fine. So it's not a big thing to worry about. Hey, John, now, Jane, we... Jane tells me she's filled with fear. That's why I'll never retire because she doesn't want me around all the time. It's, so. it's, it's funny because the history of this show, and I've known Jeff for 20 plus years, John. Uh, I always ask Jeff about his own retirement. Here he is, the host of the retirement clinic. That's what you do every day. And I think your answer is, I'll know when it's time. Right now, I know it's not time. Well, yeah, and I plan on working another 14 more years at least, so it's not going to be time. But the thing is that there are things with, with practicing retirement that we do, uh, you know, like we, my wife and I do aggressive travel now. So why would I retire if I could fit that into our lifestyle right now? There's no reason for me to retire. I love the people that we work with. I think we're still operating at a pretty high level, and there's no reason to. And it's exciting. It's, you know, with John there and with Aaron and Paul and, and Joe and uh, Aaron Spitzer and all the guys that are, all the people that are at our firm, just a great firm to be in. It's a lot of fun to be there. And I think that, that comes across to our clients as well. We care about our employees. We care about our clients. I don't know if John is on the new staff photo at all, but your website is fantastic, yeah. thekowalway.com. When does your photo get on there, John? Uh, I'm not sure when the mugshot's up on the website. I've been told soon. Yeah, we can just use the one from the post office. If, just take that one. It's black and white, but <laughs> sure. it's got some numbers on it. But it'll, no, I've noticed your uh, accent not from South Milwaukee. Can I ask where you're from, John? I'll give you the the, the thirty second rundown. So I was born in Scotland. Uh, I lived there fourteen years. Then my whole family moved to New Zealand. Uh, lived in New Zealand for fourteen years. I met my beautiful wife Erica in New Zealand. She uh, was a Carroll uh, University uh, graduate. Uh, and uh, she knocked me over the head, and I woke up in America. <laughs> and I've been here 10 years. Uh, 10 years have, in the have, U.S. Yeah, we live in Pewaukee. I have two boys. Colin is six, and Ian is four. And uh, just, you know, I pinch myself sometimes when I wake up in the morning. It's an amazing country. It really is. Well, that's, that's, a, great, that's a great story. Yeah. 
He's got to learn English, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to learn uh, Wisconsinese. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Have you become like a Packer fan? Are you being you know adapted here? And- you know, you know, a day came when I first got here. I didn't even know what first and ten meant. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what's this first and ten thing? What are you talking about? Um, but now I'm on a fantasy football league. I'm not doing so good, but I'm on there. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It is part of our culture. That's right. It, it is. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin's a very unique state. Welcome to the show, and uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more of you in the future. John White is with us today, and advisor at the Kowal Investment Group. That book that he mentioned, Jeff, you talk about that a lot. You know, it's a fun thing to think about. It's fun to think about all the free time I will have in my retirement. And it's interesting that what we talk about all the time with our clients is to be worried, not worry about money. Because there are other things to worry about, you know, your health, your travel, your you might have you know, grandchildren, right? Kids, grandkids, yeah. all those things. So you worry about that stuff. We'll worry about the um, the, the financial part of it, and especially during difficult times in the market. I think it's comforting for a lot of people to know that they don't that we've we've done calculations that even if we have downturns in the market, if we don't nail the right time at the market exactly right, that's okay. It's, it's it's we'd like to be as close as possible, but things happen in the market. But they want to know that even downturns in the market, they'll be okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff. As we have seen the last week, two, three, four weeks, whatever it's been, there has been more of a downturn. You see it going down. Then you see it going up. That's called volatility. What are your thoughts? And I'm sure you're hearing from some clients. Hey, what's going on with my 401k? Sure. What do I do? Do I make a change? Do I panic? What are your thoughts? Well, we're, we're still thinking, you and I were talking about this a little bit, that the uh, uh, the economy still is good. The fundamentals in the market, we think, are still very good. Uh, low taxes, the, again, President Trump's uh, corporate taxes are permanent. We have lower uh, individual rates. Unemployment's uh, unemplo- record low. And f- so when you have 2.8% unemployment in the state, a lot of people are working. When you have money in your pocket, you're going to be spending it. So consumer confidence is good. We think the retail season, we think of, there's likely to be a Santa Claus rally. So we think that there are a lot of things that are going on. I also hear good. that. What does that mean, Santa Claus well, rally? It's, it's generated by retail sales. By retail sales, that, okay. That, so, of course, it's Christmas Christmas gifts, Hanukkah gifts, all Kwanzaa gifts. Every, every, you know. every holiday. Do you that's give a, Kwanzaa gifts? I don't know. I think so. I, I don't know. I know Amazon's going to be very busy Festivus this year. Festivus gifts. Festivus. <laughs> the best Seinfeld ever. We have, a, we have a Festivus poll in our studio on the other side. People wonder what that is. You have to see the Seinfeld. That's right. It's a Thunder, Seinfeld. To understand uh, what that is. Episode of- but, but in all seriousness, Jeff. Does this concern you? Because the economy to me seems so good. Why have the markets been yeah. dipping and B- dipping? Concerned but not worried, I think is okay. a good way to look at it. Uh, if Where do you really, get worried? 20%? You, no. Well, perhaps. Uh, we don't, but we don't see that. We don't see, we, we don't see any. Typically, 10 to 20% pullback in the market is routine. Since World War II, yeah. on average, it's happened every 18 months. That is right. So when we do have a 10% correction, which we just had in October, um, it's likely, on average, now it's no guarantee, but on average, the, uh, it comes back within four months because it has to correct again, in, on average, in 18 months. So it comes back pretty quickly when we do have a correction. And again, with all the, not saying that you shouldn't, Pay attention to your portfolio. Make some adjustments where appropriate. But we think long term. And there are some statistics that say the one year after a midterm election, the market's up 14 percent. And uh, uh, Aaron did a video for our clients where he said since uh, 20 out of the last 21 midterm elections, the three months before, the one month before and three months after during that period of time, we always had volatility. 
20 of those on average for the 90 days around the election, the markets have been up 8%. One year it was down 4%. Out of the 20 out of the last 21, doesn't mean it's going to be like that. Plus you have uh, President Trump's tariffs, which are causing problems with uh, uh, overseas stocks. Mm -hmm. uh, Apple is falling a little bit there. In the know. long run, back to the tariffs, do you think this is a good thing for the U.S. economy? Yeah, I in think. In the big picture? In the big picture, yes. Um, you know, we want trade with other countries. We don't want it to be all in the U.S. so that people can't afford, to, you know, and then the value of our dollar goes up and nobody can afford to buy from the U.S. and come to the U.S. and things like that. So mm -hmm. eventually, and we want world trade. Uh, but we want each country to look out for themselves and we want the U.S. to look out for themselves, too. And I think that's what President Trump is doing with these tariffs. He's at least addressing the issue. Whether He's, he's not going to get his way on all those trade deals. There's no way he's going to get his way on all of them. But at least it brings attention to him and has and forces him to come to the table and renegotiate this, the trade deals. Yeah, that's, that's well said, Jeff. You put that in. Uh, it, before we take a quick break here, it's been so good for so long. I'm talking about the stock markets in general, that when you do see a little hiccup, I think... Am I correct that people overreact? Uh, it, it, Do most, it some depends, investors overreact? It depends if you have a good advisor or not. Yeah, because because that's part of what we get paid for. You think, well, how come you're making money in a down market? Well, one of the things is to keep you in the market in a down market. Uh, and if we thought that it was going to be extended period of time, we would look at that. But shift things around a little bit, right? If necessary. If yes. necessary. Yep. Yep, maybe back off a little bit on overseas stocks, uh, which we have been doing, things like that. We have to sneak in a sexy segment. That's going to be next when we come back. Sneak it in. People tune in for it. Are it's you kidding me? the ever-popular sexy segment. What this means, it's about wealth management and preservation, but every week Jeff will pick a different story and highlight. You know, it's one thing to attain some wealth, Jeff. Maybe it's a million dollars. Maybe it's two million. Whatever it is, you don't want that to go down. Right, you want to maintain that, preserve that. That's wealth. right, and you don't want other people to tap into your retirement plan. That's what this is. <sighs> is that be. a hint? That could be a hint. I want to. Know. Okay, now you got my curiosity peaked. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Joining us is John White, an advisor from the Kowal Investment Group. You can, in fact, we should give out the phone number, Jeff. If I want to reach you and consult with a guy like John, yourself, or any advisor at the Kowal Investment Group, your phone number. Two six two five two two forty forty. The international toll free number is eight seven seven five six zero forty forty. And if you want to request an appointment with myself, with John here, Joe, uh, Aaron Kowal, Aaron Spitzer, any of our great advisors, uh, you can also go online thekowalway dot com. K O W A L thekowalway dot com. And uh, John White, social media boy. We got it. I mean, there's, oh, all, there, there's other ways to reach out. Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Uh, we have the Twitter handle. It is cool, at Kowal underscore invest. Thank you for reminding about that. Yeah, check out the Facebook page. Just look up the Kowal Investment Group. And again, that website, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L. And also... In addition, if you've got a question, we've got plenty of time in the show for calls at 799-1130, News Talk 1130, WISN, and WIBA in Madison. We'll be right back. Back 
back on WISN and WIBA. It's the Retirement Clinic. We're on every Saturday with your host, Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. That music says it's time for the sexy segment. Now, you gave us a little clue, Jeff. Sure. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. This one, Paul, is don't let your adult kids drain your retirement. So what this uh, segment is about, it says, okay, once you've accumulated some wealth, and whether it's, you know, and a lot of people, you know, don't put a pencil to it, which you should do in the first place. You know, if you have a $500,000 home, you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, you're at a million dollars. At least that's how the government looks at it. If you have um, a million-dollar life insurance policy, you're at uh, $2 million. If you have other assets, if you have an inheritance uh, you may be at three or four million. It's all part of your own. net worth, in yep, other words. If you own your business, you may be at five, ten, twenty million dollars or more. Regardless of how much money you have, don't let your adult kid drain your retirement. And it says long-term effects could be costly. Jana Jana Heron is the person who wrote this from the USA Today. It says one of the biggest money drains for Americans nearing retirement may be their grown children. Four out of five parents provide some type of financial support for their adult offspring. How do you like that? Four out of five provide some financial support for their adult offspring, and they spend twice as much on them as they do saving for retirement. Adult meaning over 18, I assume? I would presume so. Even more disturbing, half of parents are willing to draw down servings, savings, and a quarter would go into debt and pull from retirement savings to support, support kids who've left the nest. That's a new age wave study. Uh, the assistance uh, can derail parents' retirement plans if the generosity is too much. Uh, it's hardening if, in one aspect because it's done out of love. I mean, of course, you love your kids. You want to see them do well. But if parents have altered their retirement projection, does that mean that adult child will take care of mom if something goes wrong? Hopefully that's the case, but not like likely you would if, hope. That, if that person. So weddings, it, it highlights a couple of things. Weddings, rent, vacations on on mom. Parents are helping their children big ways and small from funding weddings, down payments, and college to covering groceries, cell phones, rent, and even vacations. John is nodding kids. his head. The cost of a wedding blows me away, Jeff. If you add it all up, I played in a wedding band, as you know, for 25 years. And we talked to people that were spending the whole thing. You know, we're talking fifty, sixty. It could be up to seventy thousand dollars for one day. Yeah, you know, uh, and who's funding it? Well, the parents are generally paying for it. And guess it. what? Don't you have two girls? Thanks for reminding <laughs> me. Which is why I bring it up. Yeah, you better I, get with it, Paul. And thankfully, both girls have said, you know, I, I'm not interested in that huge, massive wedding. Just um, thank yeah, God. Good, oh, yeah. thank you, thank you. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and even as you know, as parents of the grooms, we we shelled out a fair amount of money because you you know you pay for liquor, you pay for so, several other things. Anyway, rehearsal dinner, tra- rehearsal it's all about dinner. tradition, yeah, right. yeah. and I think that's slowly changing. Where you're seeing people pitch in, but it's it's costly. Yeah, and that's just one thing. That's just a wedding. I was just deep dish pizza though in in uh, Chicago. That was pretty good. That was a good rehearsal dinner. Is that where it was? Yeah, in the Chicago. Malnati's. That was pretty. Yeah. Well, Adam, our 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 younger guy, got married in Chicago. He's you know. His wife is from Indiana. We're yeah. from Wisconsin. So he wanted to make it equally convenient for everybody. Well, he in, got married twice. inconvenient for everybody and pay 40% more for having it in Chicago. So and he also got married by Paul McCartney on that's stage. Right. I that's mean, that's right. another backstory, that's but right. that that did happen yeah, to your we, son. We could have canceled everything else and just gone with that one. Yeah, McCartney's so. ordained, right? He, yeah. Anyway, uh, they talk about uh, shelling out the... Uh, 
One of his clients, uh, a woman is shelling out $2,000 a month for their daughter's rent in New York. Daughter contributes another 1000 The arrangement is only supposed to last a year when the daughter plans to move away from the city. But in the meantime, the retired couple's yearly budget of 75000 is long, now blown up to $100,000. Um, another one uh, has cut her budget by $2,000 for the next nine months after she gave her 34-year-old daughter $400,000 for a custom home. She's not fine with that. <laughs> she, wait a minute. Gave her $400,000. $400, oh, my gosh. But the, the, here's what people do, and you've you got to be careful with this. She took a $400,000 distribution from her retirement plan. To so give not, it to her daughter. To give it to her daughter. So now what she overlooked is that she has a $50,000 tax bill for taking $400,000 out of her IRA. So she really gave her about... Six hundred thousand? Yeah, for at least I mean, four hundred fifty, four hundred sixty thousand dollars. Well, this is all from the USA Today money section. You read Correct. this column. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Keep going. Yeah, but another couple is burdened by three hundred fifty thousand dollars in private loans they took out to put their two children through college and graduate school. Now they pay seventeen hundred dollars a month towards a loan and contribute five hundred dollars towards principal. So that's a little. Uh, there's a term for it. Backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little backwards, yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so there's just stuff, just some tips. For, uh, you know, stress, help your children financially without becoming an undue burden. Open up. Be frank about how much you can contribute. Show them your monthly budget and your anticipated expenses. Really let them know that it, that there's not an endless stream of money. Yeah, they're there. They're children. You want to be compassionate. You want to help them out, Jeff. But my gosh, they're adults. Yep. And there's got to be a a line that you can't well, that cross. Well, the piggy bank has to stop sometimes. It says, "Lend, don't give." If your child needs money for a specific purchase, let them borrow and pay you back. Pay for, back. Yeah, my brother-in-law did that for his daughter. He's he's lent her the money for college. I think that makes a lot of sense. Our first house, I borrowed money. From my grandmother when she was still alive, we sat down for dinner. She had a contract written out. We signed it. We paid it back. Interest-free loan. Yeah. Interest-free. She was fantastic. It got us our first condo. That, in turn, sold a year and a half later. We bought a house. We built. And so it really helped us out. I remember. But we did pay her back. This uh, Aaron uh, had his Eagle Talon blow up. So we had to spend $4,500 on an engine for him. And... uh, uh, Jane, my wife, said, we're lending it to him. We're not giving it to him. So we lent him that money. When he got married, his wife saw that. She says, what are you doing? You owe your money. We got to pay that off right away. So, so we got we got the money back right away. She, and he, he did and pay I, it off. Oh, absolutely. And, that's and, good. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's it was, it was a smart way but to do it. But don't you think I some think. parents raise their kids where they just give them money? You know, some parents just dole out and kids. And sometimes that's okay to help them out every once in a while and just give them a little extra breathing room. Yeah, but, but spoiling starts, them is one thing. And if it starts to affect your standard of living, even if you spoil them, I guess that's okay. But if it starts to affect your standard of living, that's when you've got to watch it because you cannot depend on them supporting you later on. You have to be responsible for your own. If you think that these kids that you're giving money to now are going to turn around and help you when you need it, if you've drained all your money, mm-hmm. it's probably not likely to happen. We also hear so about the stereotype millennial living in mom's basement, right? Well, well, now they go off out on their own and they're going back to mom and dad, maybe asking for money. Yeah, but it's not a bad idea for things like that. Coming back and asking for money once in a while, especially if it's a loan or that. But when you're dependent on it, and especially if the parents have it, no problem. But again, if it affects your retirement and your ability to live, your standard of living in retirement, it could affect it later on, then you got to draw the line, I think. That's good stuff. 
stuff. John White, what do you think? That was your, your first show here that you're on and your first sexy segment. You've got kids. Do you agree with everything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I guess you read another book called The Millionaire Next Door, and it does talk about giving money to your kids and being a little bit too liberal with it, and it can skew their behavior towards money. So, you you know, help them out, but don't make them feel like they've got an entitlement going on either. If they've been given money since age of five or six, then a teenager, you know, maybe they're not working for an allowance. You're just giving it to them. Well, they get used to that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is spoiling them. Yep. And then it continues into adult, and that's not a good thing. That was good, Jeff. Thanks, Paul. From the USA Today. Yep. Money section. That was With our... With our interpretation of it, of course. <laughs> we always put our own spin on things. Of course we do. The Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal is your host. John White, an advisor at the Kowal Investment Group. The Retirement Specialist joins us in studio. We'll be back on WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Back with the Retirement Clinic. Just a few minutes left on the show. Jeff, you've got one quick article you wanted to sneak in. And then along with John White, we'll give out phone numbers, websites, and all that good stuff. Yeah, just a quick thing about 401k limits next year. Um, You can stash more money into your 401k and IRA and IRA in 2019. The 401k limit increases to 19000 next year. It's $18,500. And the IRA limit jumps to $6,000 from 5500 So for years it's been eighteen five and it's been 5500 Now it's 19000 and 6000 So you can put $25,000 into your retirement plans. First, first time since 2013 that the IRA limit has climbed. Catch-up contributions remain unchanged for those 50 and older. You can put up to $25,000. So you can put an additional $6,000 into your 401k and up to $7,000 into your IRA. So $1,000 catch-up contribution in IRAs and uh, 6,000 401ks. Catch-up. That word comes up a lot on this show. Yeah. Right. I mean, really don't give up. You you can start planning late for your retirement. Some Americans do. And the government recognizes that, um, you know, you probably had expenses leading up to that point. So if you're 50 or better and you haven't uh, uh, done all the planning you should for retirement, uh, they do an additional incentive. But um, with the Coal Investment Group, if you're close to already in retirement, you have seven or fifty thousand dollars or more in retirement assets. They're serious about uh, your retirement, we act as fiduciaries. We always put your your interests first. We have always done that at the Cowall Investment Group. Uh, we're independent. We work as a team. John's on our team. Just a great group of people. And our, from top to bottom, all we talk about is retirement planning. So when you come into our um, team, if you're thinking about retirement, uh, it's a place to be. The number to call, 262 522 Five six zero forty forty. Of course, the koalway.com. And we thank John White for being on the show. Have a great weekend, John. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And Jeff, we'll see you next week. Sounds great, Paul. Thanks. WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee. Thanks for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic.